0: In field three, I'm your host, Casey down alongside Matt Chase, as always, for 22 episodes. Nothing has changed. Um, we are uh, coming to you on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. Uh, it was a great day where I am. I don't know if it was beautiful. It was, weather. It was a pretty good day. Pretty good day yeah. up here in uh, Lake George, New York. Beautiful. And, you know, we got to get the, the subliminary um, small talk, weather talk out of the way first um so then everybody knows we do go outside occasionally we're not just shut-ins just like sitting around I don't know watching baseball all day or something but um I basically did I watched a Grom have the worst start of his season so far which he went six innings and allowed two earned runs two hits and had five punch outs so I mean, yeah, he's, you know, really got to get stuff together, man. That was terrible. <laughs> yeah, I agree. DeGrom really does. He needs to get his needs to get his shit together because five punch outs isn't going to do it. Um, now he has a really, really nice .69 ERA. Oh, yeah, we love I saw that. You know, we love that here. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely but, ballooned.
1: Um, yeah. You know, just a yeah. real rough
0: one for him. He's going to have to get back uh, back yeah. working in the bullpen and uh, figure things out. <laughs> That's what the, that's what Kings do though. He, his ERA was a nice, even 0.50 and he's just, he's doing it for social media and he's doing it for the fans. Oh the yeah. ERA. Yeah. So um, yeah. Well, anyways um, we'll, we'll, we'll do um, you know, we'll do our best to um, try and make some sense of this whole NC state thing. We'll talk about some of the, uh, Kind of how we talked about the sticky substance kind of stuff in our last podcast, but we'll talk about kind of the aftermath of that, how it's been going so far. It's been a shit show, to say the least. Um, you've got pitchers acting like they're starring in damn pornos, basically out there on the mound, just <laughs> strip searching. Um, so, and actually, I'm pretty sure DeGrom, Cole, Scherzer, to name a few, were emailed by a adult film company and asked if they wanted to do <laughs> a, a strip video. So I guess yeah. if the baseball uh, career doesn't work out. They've got a
1: second calling. Dude, the, wor- the worst was, I um, uh, forget his first name, but his last name is Martin. He started the game last night for the Diamondbacks, and they playing pitching against the Padres. Guy goes a third of an inning, gives up four runs on like three home runs, and he's walking off the mound, and the umpires search him. And he just looks at him like, dude, does it really matter? You know, I just gave up four and a third of an inning. Does it really matter? Because clearly it wasn't working. It was – that was – to me, that was the worst one. Uh, and about, there have been some bad ones, but that one was bad. the
0: knuckleballer? Yeah. What do you I'm, do? Like, if if he – the exact purpose of a knuckleballer is to have his ball spin zero times. So yeah. – why would a knuckleballer be using sticky substances? It, yeah, no, they um,
1: they just they have not been doing a good job. I mean, the Max Scherzer one, Joe Girardi, yes. what are you doing? You, I mean, have some class. That's one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Yeah, you know, yeah.
0: let's let's get that together here. That um, I, you know, and I saw Clayton Kershaw said something after the game, and I agreed with it. Like there should be a punishment for there should be some sort of punishment. I don't know what that is, but if a manager, if you're like, it's one thing if you're coming off the mound and they're going to do the basic, you know, search that they're doing now. But if you're a manager and you ask to have a player searched in the middle of an inning and you don't find anything, I think like my opinion is you should lose a challenge. Yeah. I, I mean, think, I'm I think that's that. perfectly fair because it's kind like, of the same thing. Well, and it's it's just
1: it's a you know, first of all, with all the stuff about you know the length of games being too long and stuff like that. Now we're adding another thing where we can pause game time. You know, we're checking pitchers after he strikes out a guy. Like Max Scherzer has, he strikes out two hundred guys a year. So what he struck out a guy doesn't mean he's cheating. So you know, I want to lose a challenge for that. I'm all for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm with you, and I and I think like the stupid thing that Joe Girardi said was he he said that uh, he'd never seen Max Scherzer go to his brim before. What? Like, what are you talking Like, every pitcher is messing with their hat. They're messed, like... Or their pants or or something. Yeah, exactly. Every pitcher has little ticks that they do. And whether or not, you know, and obviously some of them, yes, they are going to their hat for stuff, and they're going to their belt for stuff. But Max Scherzer is, one, he doesn't need that shit. And two, he is like, he's a smart veteran pitcher. Do you really think he's that stupid where even if he was using something, why would he now put it in a different place? Because obviously he's not going to be, you know, these pitchers have this down to a science where like, you know, if they are going to go get something, they'll go to their arm in this place. They'll go to their belt in this place. And it's routine for them. Why would he break that routine if he actually was using something? So in a well, hole. go ahead.
1: Yeah, speaking of that, I was just thinking about this. You know, do you think that you know pitchers might now, you know, have have the catchers put stuff on their glove? That way, maybe they could, um, like you know, get a little bit of that substance on the ball when they throw it back to them a little bit. I mean, I figured like, you yeah. know, they're because like you said, they're not going to just even if you were using it, you're not going to go out there now that they're checking them checking you and you know have the stuff in your hat or on your belt whatever you know you're not gonna be you hope that they're not gonna be that dumb so you know i was just thinking about you know maybe they'll because they're gonna you know people are gonna try and find other ways if, if you're using spider attack or whatever most likely you're not gonna want to go you know just dry and you know not use it I, you know i don't know i, I figure know.
0: that maybe somebody will use will try something like that I don't know, because honestly, like, I don't... One, I don't think the catchers would do that, because I think either way... Because I think that they're... I mean, they're still checking the balls, right? Yeah, I, I think... I mean, you think so. You'd have to think that even if they do... If they find something on the ball, and even if it wasn't the pitcher, like, nobody's going to believe that. They're just going to believe that it's the pitcher. and I, and I, And honestly, like, I... I do think that a lot of pitchers, and you know, a lot of pitchers are saying this that just, you know, everybody, I don't know what the percentage is, but it seems to like, I'm guessing like it's probably 85% of pitchers are using something, whether that's, and not all pitchers are, you like, not everyone's using the spider tack. It's just, but, and I think from what people are starting to understand, is that a lot of pitchers are just are using sunblock and rosin or pine tar or something little to help get that grip on the ball because it's like um you know and we talked about this a lot in the last episode but the balls change every year there there's no uniform like way to get a grip um so obviously this is this whole thing is it's doing its job in the sense that the pitchers that were using spider tack are not using it anymore because they would get caught now, which I, I know you said, like, you think that um, like, they're not going to just stop. I honestly think they are just going to stop using it because like now you put your team in a bad, like, it's one thing if it's one thing, if it's just, you know, if you get caught after the game and that's it, but now like you're putting your team in a horrible situation. If you do get caught, whereas, yeah like you know now you're you know you're you get tossed in the middle of a game you you leave your bullpen out to dry stuff like that if you're a starting yeah, yeah. pitcher it's a little different if you're a bullpen mm-hmm. pitcher but I well
1: cause the only the only thing i was thinking about was you know when when the steroids were when we went through the whole steroid era like after you know it became known that you could get suspended for taking them you still had you know guys getting caught and you still do occasionally but you know like you said, because I, I, like the majority of guys are going to hear that and they're going to be like, okay, I'm not, like you said, I'm not going to be the first guy to get ejected. You know, my team yeah. needs me to go out there and start. I do think that there will be a guy or two that, you know, says, you know, I need to keep performing and I don't think I can pitch well enough without it. And he'll get thrown out in the second inning. Oh yeah, but I, I do agree that the majority of guys that are doing it or were doing it are going to be like, look, you know, Team, I'm I'm more valuable my team. I need they need me to go out there and throw six. I can't get ejected
0: in the first for having a spider attack or yeah, something. Yeah, no, like that. no. I'm I, I agree. I think somebody's going to get caught at some yeah. point. It's um, just a matter of when. Yeah, and and who really? And and I think yeah. that, um, you know, it's interesting because the, um you know we've as we've seen like spin rate is down this month since they have started doing that so whether that's just a coincidence or not it's obviously you know it is doing something but it just seems like this whole the whole way that that they're going about these checks it just seems like a big spectacle for for the hitter's sake almost because obviously like we knew this was a problem but also you know, it it like doing it in the middle of the field, right when the pitcher. I was at. I was actually at City Field. Degrom was the first pitcher checked because that was Monday was the first day that mm-hmm. this rule was implemented, where they were going to start doing the random checks. And Degrom, the Mets played the first game that day. It was at five ten, and Degrom wa- and it was so weird to see it happened for the first time because he, you know, he struck out a on three pitches, you know, struck out. Um, I forget who that number three hitter is, um, but struck him out on the brave, struck him out on three pitches and he's walking back to the dugout. And, and all of a sudden, like he stops, he takes his hat off, takes his glove off, unbuckles his belt. The whole stadium goes nuts, just booing. Um, yeah. But it's still, it's such a. It, it seems like it's just a spectacle for MLB is trying to put on this spectacle for the hitters and just being like, "Hey, look, we're doing something. Like, yeah, we did it. Can you be happy now or something? Like, I, I don't know what, but it's just a. Ugh. No,
1: I agree. It, it kind of feels like the umpires, like they're doing it just because MLB's making them, and it's not I don't like, think the umpires want to do it. You, well, you can tell, like. You know these guys are—they've a lot of them. They've been in the game for a while. They know these players. They don't want to stop them in the middle of the game and you know check their hat and all this stuff. They don't want to do that. They want to play the game. They want to umpire the game. They you know they want to just like the fans and the players. They want to you know they want to get the action going. They're not like hey like let's go up to the best pitcher in the world and you know check them. And also, do you think that they let's say that he did use something? Do you think that they want to toss Jacob Degrom? No, like. No. You know, people came to watch him and also, like, you know, yes, it's professional sports and, like, you know, someone's going to get tossed first. But, like, let's say Jacob DeGrom was using something. It would be quite the story if he was the first one to get tossed. So, like, yeah. you know, do you think the umpire, you know, whoever let's say Joe West is the umpire that night. You think Joe West wants to be the first guy and he's tossing right. Jacob DeGrom? Like,
0: they don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't think any of the umpires like you can see when they have to do these checks, they're just like, they're like, uh, like (laughs) I don't want to, they don't want to be doing this. And it's also like, um, you know, it's just like these, the players are in a really weird position because they, you know, the spider attack is one thing, but it's, you know, baseball is a sport that for its entirety, like the entire history of Major League Baseball, cheating has been a really big part of it to the point where there were even guys like, like way back, like Gaylord Perry, who was grandfathered in once the spitball became illegal. Like they were literally like, hey guys, you can. That would be like the equivalent of them being like, "Hey, Garrett Cole, since you've been using this for a while, like you're allowed to keep using Spider tech until you retire. But starting now, nobody is allowed to begin using Spider tech. That yeah. it's the same thing, like what they like yeah. that was that was something that they did in baseball, and everyone was fine with it, which is yeah. insane. Um, and and now it it just it's like a complete total overcorrection where major league baseball didn't listen to the players at all. And I think that, I don't, I don't, I think this came out a little bit after our last podcast, but when Garrett Cole, he got, it was actually the night of when we recorded um, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, Cole was saying in his press conference, and obviously he got roughed up a little bit, (laughs) but he was saying how, you know, he was like, it's so hard to grip the ball, blah, blah, blah. But the one thing that and, – and I didn't have a lot of sympathy for him during that – during his, pre, his press conference. But what I did have sympathy for was when he said – and he was basically pleading with Major League Baseball, just saying, please work with us, which is what I think is the part that they need to hear because they didn't work with them.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I hear you. I agree, but I think that's, you know, in general, major league baseball hasn't done a good job of working with the players on a lot of things. Like I, you know, I, I think that the, like, we've talked about this before where the players union and major league baseball are so divided and it's like, they just can't get anything done. Whereas, you know, if they, if they were like, if, if major league baseball worked with the players And they said, listen, guys, like, what do you think about us putting, you know, really putting, coming down on this rule right now? Or, you know, should we do it, wait till next season? Or like, let's talk this through. Let's, how would this affect you? Like, you know, for the guys that are using it, like, be honest. Do you think you would get hurt? Like, let's, you know, let's talk it through here. And it, it also goes back to the fact that, you know, now that you know it's almost like you make it worse you you implement the rules you basically make them switch middle of the season you know 80 innings in or whatever yeah now you got guys like glass now that are blaming their injury on it and it feels like you know the divide between the players and you know rob manfred has just grown which is the opposite of what
0: you want to happen yeah it's he it's just frustrating because you know and and it was even like something that I actually listened to Glasnow when he was, he kind of like, you know, this was kind of his first comment since that press conference and he did uh, the Chris Rose rotation. Um, he did an episode recently and um, he was talking, you know, it's common knowledge in doctors that, um, you know, say you want to do something, if you're a pitcher and for example, you want to change something in your delivery where you I don't know, like, say you're a long arm, like, you know, you're a long arm guy yeah. and you want to go to a shorter arm delivery, like someone like Giolito. Yeah. It takes about four to five weeks for the soft tissues in your arm, your elbow, your shoulder, everything, to get used to that motion, let alone, yeah. like, build up enough muscle memory to be able to do it. So, like, all of it is, is like, soft tissue related. So, like, when you're gripping a ball and you don't, you know – it's like mental too. You're not thinking as much about gripping the ball. You're, you're not gripping it as farther back in your hand because it's harder to grip when you're not using, you know, your, whatever your combination of sunblock rosin, pine tar, whatever it is. And so all of that, like the soft tissues, like he didn't have enough time for his arm to get used to that throwing the ball without, you know, what he was used to using. And, um, And I, and, 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 you know, a lot of doctors, I think around the game knew that stuff like this was going to happen. And the other crazy thing is that, you know, if we remember from kind of the beginning of the season, you know, and Trevor Bauer was the first one when they confiscated balls from his starts and confiscated balls from other pitchers starts major league baseball, according to multiple players told the players, like, we're just doing this to collect data there's not going to be consequences. Don't worry about suspensions. Like we're just, this is just the formality. We're doing this to collect data so that we can figure out what we want to do moving forward. And then kind of right when that article in the athletic came out where JT real Muto, the best catcher in baseball is saying, this is worse than steroids. That's when I think that's when major league baseball was like, all right, like now we have to do something about this and we have to do it now. So yeah. that's the tough part for me. So I don't know if you yeah. think that – do well, you think I, that they I, went back on their word? Do you think that they were always going to do something, or do you think it was because of that?
1: No, I, I don't think they were going to do something. I think the combination of the batting average being the lowest it's ever yeah. been, um, guys like Riomoto saying things – are you know all factors and major league baseball seems to do this where they you know they they make these decisions just so quick and it's like like they change baseballs every year some years they, they they um like rise or uh bring the seams up sometimes they don't like some balls are to hit more home runs some are to dent in the ball like it's it feels like like if you're major league baseball like make a decision on things stick with it like get some research behind this like you know, I I don't think you can tell people like Trevor Bauer, like, oh, we're just collecting this for research. Like you're fine. Like you said, and then just throw it on them. You can't yeah. just do that. If right. it's a problem, wait till the off season say, Hey, in November, when the season ends, look guys, next year, starting next year, you will get thrown out. If you're caught with square attack or whatever. Yeah. Cool. Right. I got time to work on it and time to adjust, but yes. you can't just, you know, throw it on them. And going back to like, how the players union and commissioner don't have a relationship. Like mm-hmm. Trevor Bauer, all the time, yes, he's kind of, you know, he's, he does it in his own way. And some people don't like that. But he's for years kind of been like, hey, Rob Manfred, like, you should think about doing this. Like, you need to do this. Like, these are good ideas. And they don't listen to him. In fact, yeah. they kind of, they penalize him, they shut him yeah. down. So it's like, it's kind of like an ego battle. And it's frustrating because, I don't really care who has the ideas or where they come from. They just need to be right. And if they benefit the game, then we're all for that. Like it shouldn't be Rob Manfred shouldn't be like, well, Trevor Bauer said it. So we can't
0: use that. If it's a good idea, use it. It really does seem like Major League Baseball is just they're They're like, you know what? We make the rules. So we're going to like this is not they're like, okay, like you players can say whatever you want, but at the end of the day, we have the final say. And it seems like they just really don't listen to the players at all. And well, apparently the doctors, you know, like it's like, oh, doctors think injuries will go up. Well, you know, we don't care. Well, right. we're just gonna do it. Like right. It's all to it's all to save face, all of it. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's actually kind of a good segue. We'll we'll take a little break from Major League Baseball now, but it's like it, it really is just a safe face of the organization, <laughs> which is exactly what the NCAA did with their decision to – Oh, um, my God. This is – I mean, and it was – it officially it was labeled as a forfeit for for NC State. Which well, is just, it's. I mean, this brutal. Was of, this was one of the – whether you – look, and, and this is above – because this – I don't think that this has anything to do with this is this has nothing to do with politics for me. This is the NCAA yeah. being a corrupt organization and a, and and just a a clown show that oh, that they've just, always been. I yeah. mean, and for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, NC State <laughs> um was basically forcibly removed from uh from the college world series. Um, because of and really all they said was because of covid protocols they haven't and obviously you can't release names technically um but i mean that's all they said was covid protocols we're assuming that it's because you know a lot of players tested positive but for, for fuck's sake well, man i mean so what i heard was that yeah. it was
1: one player was in contact tracing with somebody who had it okay And basically, like through talking to the team or whatever, they came up with like a list of like seventeen people on the team that had been in contact with each other, or like that they thought could have spread it. Okay, I'm not even sure if somebody tested positive. To be honest, maybe one kid did. Really, I'm not sure. I heard that it was one kid got was in contact tracing with somebody, Mm -hmm. and they, I mean, like the, the the for me, like the frustrating thing. Is you know you're in Omaha. I would imagine that these teams are all staying in probably the same hotel or near each other. You're playing other teams like you're you're on the field. You're with these people like it. It just it's brutal for NC State because first of all, the NCAA let them play a game with 13 people, right? With right. 14 people, which was which was ridiculous in the fact that you know. I, look, I don't know who had it, if anyone had it, if it was one kid who was vaccinated, whatnot. But the right. fact that there's people in the stands who they're not checking if they're vaccinated or not without a mask. Okay, yes. that's number one. Number two, you let them play a game and they almost win against Kuma Rocker, three to one with a yeah. freshman who's done eight of things, which in itself is remarkable. Remarkable. And then and then all of a sudden you can't even you can't even try the next game because they were two and oh. So Vandy had to beat him twice. So you you don't even let them, you don't even let them lose with 13 guys again. You just say, nah, they're done. There's just so many things wrong with it. And I feel so bad for NC State because honestly, watching the tournament, they, to me, felt like the team that was going to win it all. I mean, they were ridiculously talented and they were just yeah. rolling. And even if they don't win it, like we'll never know. And yeah. And also like, you know, Mississippi state actually, as we speak, just walked off against Texas. So it's going to be Mississippi state and bandy in the finals, which is, which is pretty cool. All sec, but like, there you go. If Vanderbilt wins it, even if Mississippi state wins it, is it, does it, I mean, it counts, but it's like NC state was, they were in the
0: driver's seat, you know, it's, it's just frustrating all around. Look, the, it is, I think it, it goes back to what, obviously the the main thing is you just, there's nothing you can't even imagine what I can't even imagine what these players are like guys work. You know, I could talk about, you know, obviously like both of us played and play college baseball where, you know, your goal is to win a championship with your team. And you want to do, you want your team to do, you know, the best that it can. And when you're in a position like that um, you know, obviously I've never, I've never been in a college world series before um, at, at the division three level. But, um, but I, I mean, that's like, I mean, that's the pinnacle. That's what you work your whole life for. And to have that taken away from you is just, it's, it's heartbreaking. And it's just, and the way that it happened is like, it's totally unfair and it's like sleazy and I totally – what you said wh- where TD Ameritrade ballpark, there's 24,000 unmasked people in that – like this is how it is. The players from NC State could tomorrow buy a ticket and sit in the stands yeah. of that ballpark with zero repercussions. But yet they can't play in a game. On the field. Like, yeah. What are we doing? I mean I've I've seen more – more guys on the
1: bench in the game wear masks than people in the stands. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the, put a mat. If you're worried about spreading it, tell NC state, Hey, you guys can play. You just have to wear masks when you play. I guarantee you. You you just gotta let them play. Right. 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 But even, but I'm saying like, even if you want to try and save face Mm -hmm. in some way, I don't think anyone would, I don't think the NC state players would argue if the if NCAA was just like, hey, like we just want to be extra safe, would you guys mind wearing a mask during the game when you play? I don't like, like I, I think I still think it's crazy that that this even even has to be a conversation. But I think that like there's there were ways around this without just kicking them out of the tournament. Oh, I mean, like
1: I, I'm pretty sure if you add if you told them you guys should only play in a ski jacket and winter boots. They would have played like, <laughs> yeah, anything's better than, you know, just yeah. kicking them out. It's, it's just it, what it comes down to It's just really sad. I mean, you just, yeah. Your heart goes out to the kids at NC state, you know, like you said, you, they work. I, I mean, we, we both played at Ithaca, like it's a division three school and, and we put a ton of time in, Yeah, you know, yeah. they're at NC state. They, you know, you work all year, For this all year, and they were in the basically the final four of baseball, and they they were up to they you know they had two games to beat Bandy once. So, I mean, you're sitting in a spot that you dream of. Yes, you know, and it's in the driver's seat, like you said. Um, you know, it's something we've obviously never seen before, but it's it's just really sad because you know, like you said, to lose is one thing, to lose with you know, only 13 guys is one thing as well, but to not even get a chance to play the game is, is just, you know, that's, that's just so tough for NC state. And also it's just brutal on the NCAA's part. Like, you know, just
0: another thing that they really, uh, really messed up. In my they opinion. Are, yeah. I mean, just an absolute, just clown organization that they are and there's no other way around it. Just, and and it's like, yeah, just that, it's brutal it's brutal and now it's, it's that's the most frustrating part is the annoying thing is that now people are going to root people will probably root against Vanderbilt and that's not their fault you yeah. know what I mean that's not their fault it, it's just like I'm sure Vanderbilt didn't want this yeah you yeah know? I you know I'm
1: sure Kumar Rocker didn't want to beat him with 13 guys you know right. I you right. want to beat him straight up But right. And and like you said, like if they win it all, is it like, you know, people are still going to be like, well, they shouldn't even been in there. But, you know, it also the same time, you know, now you're playing in the World Series finals, got Jack Leiter going game one, like your mindset's
0: got to be, well, you know, screw it. We got we got we're you know, we're here. Might as well. Let's go win it. You know, take care of business. Yeah. And with that, like now that we know who's playing in the College World Series, um, who we got, what are you thinking? Because I, I'll be honest. Like I know Vanderbilt, like they made it as far as they did, but they weren't uber impressive to me. Really. I agree. Yeah. So,
1: no, I, I agree. I think. I mean, Mississippi State's been great all year. Tanner Allen. Uh, I mean, on the pitching side, not only does Vandy have, well, going into it, I think they they have the advantage with Jack Glater starting game one. Mm-hmm. and kumar possibly coming back for a game three on short rest but um will ben are their mississippi state's number one he just threw seven tonight and landon sims threw the last three yeah so um you know those are two of their top guys we'll see who state goes with um it's the best two out of three so you know it's a weekend series basically but um you know well right now i think vandy's got this you know the upside on the pitching but mississippi state swing the bat well and yeah. Vandy, I mean, offensively, they really haven't like, at least in the college real Series games that I've watched, it's not like they've been a juggernaut really. No. They've just kind of scraped by
0: enough runs and the pitching's really carrying them. No. And I mean, the, uh, you know, you got a freshman starting for NC state who's only thrown eight innings and he holds them to three runs. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, that's, you know, and that's another thing that like brings up the question. So, if NC State had won that game, they would have been moving on, correct? Yeah, they would have. They would have gone to the finals. So, what would have happened then? Like, what if they win that game? I wonder what. Like, I yeah. wonder what the NCAA would have done with them. No, that's a, yeah. Does
1: Does Vanderbilt stick around and and go to the finals anyway, or is it just Mississippi State wins it all? Like, hey, yeah, yeah, I mean, no. like how like. Do you we know? just have Texas Mississippi State for the championship? Like it's is that tonight? What do you? Yeah, <laughs> it's just yeah. hey, it's over. Mississippi
0: State won. We're going home. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're done. All right, cool. Crazy, insane. I mean, like yeah, it's just what? You know, do you, does NC State play with ten guys in the final? I was like, it's just oh yeah. I mean, you saw like in that game. You see, I like I haven't seen a catcher in the on deck circle with his pads on since little league. Yeah, it's like no nice. i haven't seen i haven't seen that since little league it was, it, i and, mean it was kind of enough guys to have someone warm up the pitcher yeah, it's just
1: yeah. that, i mean you just yeah if you're the ncaA like what what are you doing well it's just two bad looks right there just
0: brutally bad looks yeah and and that's the thing the frust- the tough thing about this is i don't know how much we'll ever find out about what actually happened because you can't really like if people did test positive they can't really release it yeah you know because i've seen some stuff on twitter like people were saying um a couple of the people who tested positive were players that were vaccinated and someone who got it was someone who wasn't vaccinated because they had like tested positive early in the earlier in the year and there was that kind of weird you know that time frame where like once you get it like you don't test for a certain amount of time, and then you know, you know, like there's that three month uh, period afterwards. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I guess like there was some of it, but I don't know. I'd Like this is all just stuff that's I, you know, who knows? I don't know what to believe really about about the situation. But there were like the bottom line is there was a different way that they could have gone about this. I think everybody agrees on that. Terrible and hundred uh, percent but still it's going to be, you know, it kind of puts a somber mood on, on the college world series itself, but I think it's still going to you know, Vandy and Mississippi state, two sec teams. It's still going to be really, really exciting. Um, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, I was thinking um, there was something I was thinking about earlier and then I, I totally forgot. Um, but uh, I wonder too, you know, the thing about, you know, the, the good thing is a lot of NC State players are probably going to go pro because they're really damn good. Um, yes, so, they're very talented. You know, they, you still got that going for you. But, um, you know, I, I think do, you know, this is the crazy thing. I wonder, and it's kind of off topic, but what do like these when you've got guys like Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker, you know, yes, yes they are really, really polished college pitchers and probably pitchers who, when they do get drafted, they won't need to be in the minor leagues for a long time. But, you know, with, you know, I don't, I don't like to bring every single converse, conversation back to Jacob DeGrom, but there's a reason that he is still as good as he, or there's a reason that he is so good and he's, you know, he's 32 years old he didn't really pitch until his junior year of college. I wonder, like, what is, do you think that there's any sort of, like, do you think major league teams see Jack Lighter throw 123 pitches in a game or Kumar Rocker, you know, throwing every couple of days and going over 100 pitches? Do you think they see that and they're like, ugh, like, or do you think it's kind of a thing like, well, he's going to get to the minors, 50-50 50-50 chance he gets Tommy John in the first year and I mean, and it's I so routine it's, now. Yeah, I know that's a good point. It is routine.
1: I, I think it's different for each guy. Like Jack Leiter um, was talked about a lot where he was always smaller so he didn't throw a lot when he was younger growing up. Okay, So he really hasn't thrown that much since college. and his freshman year with COVID he didn't throw that much. So right, true. I mean this is yeah. really the first year and even this year like his first four starts he only went five innings. They've, they've really done a good job of building him up I mean, yeah, he threw 122 in his last start, but I mean, Trevor Bauer at UCLA was throwing 130 pitches every weekend. So and he's, he's doing all right. I, the only thing, the thing that I would be concerned about was like Kumar Rocker. He, you know, as a freshman, he was 93 to 97. And now you watch him, especially this year, you know, he's, he's sitting about, you know, 90 to 92. He gets up there 94, 95 sometimes, but you know, you really don't see that consistent ninety four, ninety six from him this year. You know, I don't know if that's like, you know, shoulder thing, if he needs, if he's going to need Tommy John or if he's just kind of getting worn down. But um, I think scouts definitely see that and they get nervous because you don't, you don't want a guy who is, you know, getting worn down in college. You know, you want a guy that's like you said, DeGrom that's he hasn't even hit his peak yet. And he's still yeah. got plenty of innings left in him, but. I think it's, you know, I think it's different for each guy. It depends on how much they threw, I guess, growing up. In, I mean, because Kumar's thrown, he's thrown a lot of pitches at Vanderbilt, whereas Jack's really, I mean, he's, he's thrown a decent amount, but it's really just been this year.
0: You talk about Kumar Rocker, too. Like, he's been a highly touted pitching prospect, you know, ever since high school. Um, yeah. You know, and he had sure. a problem in high school, too, his senior year, which was why he ended up at Vanderbilt, yeah. um, where he had, you know, his velocity did dip a little bit. Um so you know, I don't know. I cuz I was I was looking at some mock drafts and um someone had Kumar Rocker sliding down to 10 where the Mets would take him. Whew. Um and I was like, wow. really? Like, you think he's going to fall that much? Do scouts I, I are like, concerned about his velocity? That, yeah, no, I mean you know, I, I
1: don't I do think that there's something going on. I think it's a small thing cuz I mean He's still throwing 92. Like, I don't think you can throw 92 with a torn elbow, you know, obviously or a torn ligament, but like, you know, it might be a small fracture or something, but, um, or tear, but like, do you think that, uh, cause I mean, his slider is unreal. Do you the think, like, let's say hypothetically the Mets draft him at 10 and the Mets are, you know, they're, they're staying in first place, whatever. And they, you know, they, they think that they could use him as a reliever in September like you could you know bring him up out of the pen do you think like that Kumar Rocker could go to the big leagues today as a reliever or even a starter and get guys out or do you think that's just
0: way too much of a lead? that's a good That's a good question I think his stuff I think stuff wise like because that slider is a that's an elite pitch yeah. there's no question about it um I think his stuff plays in the major leagues. I know like his fastball velocity isn't all that, but that's not all you need. I mean he could um I, that's a that's a good I think if it wasn't the Mets, because their bullpen is so deep. Yeah. yeah, very deep right now. So I'm I would say I say no for that reason. Where I could see Kumar becoming a guy if he does go to a major league team where I think you, you might be right. They might make him a reliever. He seems like a good candidate to do that where like he could come in for an inning and maybe that helps his velocity go up a little bit because he's not worried about longevity as much Yep. Um, where he could just go and just, you know, if he could blow 95, 97 with that slider. Oh, he's going to uh, be on. Him. Yeah. So yeah. And maybe get, you know, work it. So, you know, his arm action is pretty like it's high three quarters, yeah. So you could work a two-seamer into that and, you know, you could... Well, because,
1: I, mean, I mean, also, I think the biggest thing with him is he's pitched in these big games since he was... I mean, he's pitched a lot of big games at Vanderbilt. He's thrown a lot of innings. I mean, he's got... Him and Jack both got to be pretty close to the big leagues regardless where they go. Mm-hmm. I can't see either of them spending, you know, more than a year and a half, two years in the minor
0: leagues as it is. Yeah. I think the difference between... You know, because you think about guys who have come, who have like gotten drafted and then gone to the major leagues immediately. Like you think of Garrett Crochet and mm-hmm. Ryan Weathers in San Diego. Um, the difference with those guys is like those guys are blowing upper nineties, like touching. And they both they were both lefties, an right? And also yeah. both lefties, where like you see them and you're like, oh, okay. And, and I think yeah. the difference a little bit is like if Kumar, like th- those guys, don't have to be exact with their command and their location because they're still throwing a hundred miles an hour. But a guy like mm-hmm. Kumar, like, you know, if he misses a spot, it's only 90, 94 in that yeah. range where like, you know, that's
1: yeah. That's I, mean, I like good. saw crochet last year. It was like, he's a, he's a big leaguer. He's a dude. Like there's you, you didn't need, he doesn't need the minor leagues. Like that dude can yeah can get big leaguers out for sure.
0: So right. yeah, I hear you for sure. I don't know. I, Regardless of you know who they go to, they're not going to be in the minor leagues for long. I, t- I totally agree with you there. Um, let's talk about how um, you know because we're nearing the All Star break. Um, I think one thing that needs to be addressed is you know, and this has been you know, we've been talking about some shit here today, but some real smelly shit is these. Frickin all-star game jerseys that they came out with what the hell are you doing Th- those are horrifically bad and for those like, of you that are like who cares about jerseys like this is you know this is the summer classic you know the fan no, of- jerseys are a big oh, deal it's a big deal yeah. yeah and what a missed opportunity for colorado to have a purple like yeah. a purple jersey or something yeah you have purple for the away team white with some mountains on it or some shit. Like I See, saw, a I, I, I like the idea. I like the idea of almost
1: like I, I have always thought that for the all-star game, there should be a national league and then the American league. Like, cause don't they typically wear their, like if they play for the Braves, they wear the Braves yes. Jersey, yeah. I believe if I'm not mistaken. Yes. No, you're right. Um, or they at least a hat or here. something. Yeah. So, I mean, just a missed opportunity. And I, first of all, I'm really happy. It's in Colorado. You know, that that stadium's so cool. Also, we're going to talk about this, the home run derby. But, I mean, the ball is just flying out of there. Really cool stadium. So, like, that's, you know, that MLB picked a good place to have it. But, yeah, those jerseys are just, oof,
0: man, those are brutal. It's going to be interesting because, like, I I think that this all-star game is so – this is the most important all-star game we've ever had because of the state that baseball is in right now. Where like it's not important in the sense that like it obviously doesn't mean anything whether the American League or National League wins it, but like this is a time when you need to put the best players in baseball on display, and you have to do it right. What whatever that may, however that may be, and, um, and it's just gotten off to a really bad start i mean the nhl all-star jerseys are always dope the nba all-star jerseys are always cool and then like you know and the major league baseball all-star jerseys they're usually cool you know like i've never had a problem with them before yeah these are just not but they they don't look like like usually like i i think back you know you think about um I mean, you know, I'm biased, but when the all-star game was at City Field, you had the orange jerseys for the National League team. You had the red ones or the blue ones for the American League when it was in San Diego. Those were a little ugly, but they were brown and yellow. Like but still, they were San Diego colors, you know, Miami. Yeah. They had the uh, blue and the orange, mm-hmm. and, you know, like that's what you do. Like, yeah. Colorado, purple jerseys, black jerseys. You had a chance for that. Like they could have looked sick.
1: Yeah, no, they definitely – looked looks really, really cool with Colorado's colors. Yeah,
0: but now they're what? No. They're navy blue and then the other one's white and they've got weird like – they're also a two-button you – know, It's two – MLB with another
1: just, you know, drop the ball there. Colossal. Yeah. And like – And for for people that are – like you said, for people that are like, well, why does it matter to Jersey – jerseys you know the style the way these guys look it matters to the kids it matters to just the overall like the casual fans know. especially think about it you know I, me and my dad will be watching march madness and somebody will have a uniform on we're like wow that's brutal sometimes you don't even notice it until it's bad like even <laughs> if it's just average you won't even notice it but when it's bad everyone
0: notices it yeah that's and, a good one. you know it's th- these ones are bad yeah and they don't even met like the hats are fine. You know, they're black and they got the purple yeah. star. Like they could have done better, but they're fine. They're fine, but they don't even match the jerseys. Like yeah. they, It's terrible. They look awful. Yeah. So I don't know. And apparently this is the first year that they're wearing the all-star game Jersey for the game. Oh, so they picked this year with a terrible oh, yeah. uniform. There <laughs> yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. This is the year that they picked. Um,
1: so great. Which that'll go away because they'll get so much backlash for being terrible that oh, yeah. they'll get
0: ruined as well. So that's lovely. Yeah. Uh, blows my mind. I don't know what, like, I mean, you had enough time to make a better Jersey than this. Yeah. So, and who knows, like maybe once the players actually put them on, you know, like Tatis looks good in anything. That I'm is a good sure point. He's going to look dope, but like yeah. still, you know, I'm not buying one. So, no, no. Um, but yeah, we, you mentioned, we wanted to talk about the home run derby. Um, the only player that is officially in the home run derby is Shohei Otani so far. And he released a freaking awesome hype video, um, for his home run derby, you know, and but he's now, the man, Pete Alonzo, Pete Alonso also is in the home run derby. Um, He'll be defending his crown. I forgot about that. Um, that's, wow, bad fan. Um, but yeah, let's, what we want to do is kind of give our next, the six that we would choose. Um, and I know today, actually, Trey Mancini was extended an invitation to the home run mm-hmm. derby. I don't know if he's accepted yep. it yet, but. Well, I hope he does. I hope oh, he yeah, does. I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, he's at this point, I thought before the season, he was a lock anyway. Lock for comeback player of the year. Local, yeah, like, he's. MVP finalist. I mean, he's, he's, I mean, he's with the Orioles. So like, that's tough to say, but he's having a great year. So yeah. um, that MVP finalist might be a stretch, but um, let's go, let, let's talk home run Derby. So obviously we've got Shohei and we've got Pete Alonso. already two of the guys that everybody wanted to see. I'm sure, you know, I know Pete's not having a great year, but um, you know, in terms of home run here, yeah. that's who we want to see in the Derby. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, Vladdy's ass won't be in the home run derby. Tough, tough. That's really sad. But he's going for that. He's going for that MVP. And I mean, yeah. got the major league lead in home runs right now. The kid is on a tear. So I don't blame him. You know. But let's start. So we got Shohei. We got Pete Alonzo. We'll go back and forth, kinda. Who's one person that you want to see? I'm sure we'll agree on a bunch of these, mm-hmm. but. Got to have Tatis. Yes. Having Tatis in there would be dope. That would be one I'd add. Mm -hmm. Yep. I would add him as well. So that's – okay. So we agree on that one. We've got – so, so far between us, Pete, Shohei, because they're in there, and then Tatis. Um, I'll go. So next, I want to see Joey Gallo. Oh, yeah. No doubt. He's got to be in there. Three outcome guy, 100%. Absolutely. And just like for sheer – I want to see sheer power. I don't necessarily care who's on the All Star team and having a good year. Like, I want to see the guys who hit tanks and Joey
1: and he hits tanks. Yeah. Um. So so next, let's see here. I, you know, I I want to see Juan Soto. Really young guy. Um, Mm. He, you know, he hit some nukes in 2019 World Series Mm. and uh,
0: playoffs, and I think he just put on a good show. I kind of want to see him. I could see that. I don't, know if he, I don't know if he gets either an invitation or if he accepts. He's having kind of a – you know, in this – like he's having a – Yeah, he's year. not having the best season. I could see him not – but may, I don't know. I mean, he's another guy who – yeah, I mean, one of those young players where it's going to be around for the next 20 years and he can – he hits the shit out of the ball. Um, but one of those other players that I want to see, Ronald Acuna Jr., Oh
1: yeah, I was gonna say that.
0: 100%. He would definitely put in a good show. Yeah, I really um, want back in there.
1: Yeah, and then I mean, who else would I say? I mean, there's a bunch of guys. So oh, many. Um, but you know, the guy, and he's not having his typical season. Um, but uh, Bryce Harper, man. He's he's stunned so many. He did he won the home run derby in DC. Like I feel like it would be and the year he won it, he wasn't having a good year at the break either. So maybe it's something to get him, you know, juiced up a little bit. But I, you know, yeah.
0: Bryce Harper hitting home runs. I could watch it all day long. Yeah, I could see that. You know what? I, I've got I've got um my next one, I think he definitely should be in it. Um, Matt Olson. Oh yeah. Uh, he's an he's always been an underrated guy, and he hits. Yeah. he hits tanks. He's having a hell of a year this year too. Mm-hmm. So I I could see I I'd, I'd love to see him be in there and and just like left handed bat in Colorado, watch the ball. Oh ball. yeah, have him yeah. Gallo and Shohei lefties. Well, in and there. then I think I think we got to have
1: an, an, another guy that you know could be in there. We got to have a Rocky. So I you know Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story, one of those guys. I was going to say Rocky. Trevor
0: Story. Yeah. I think you got to have Trevor and he and Trevor Story's been doing really well lately since he came yeah. back from injury. So you gotta have a Rocky in there. Yes. Absolutely. Get get Trevor Story in there for sure. Yeah. For sure.
1: Might be his last uh, big thing, in Colorado too. So gotta have him
0: in there. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um that's so man, who else would we wanna see in the Derby? I mean, I'm trying to think of let's look at the
1: I mean like Judge, you could have, you know, yeah. um uh, yeah. Nelson Cruz, maybe Rocky Devers, Kyle Schwarber. That's a guy. He's That's been. I mean, one. he's I mean, been. He's he really, got 22 in the year now. Because it seems like he's hit like two a day for the
0: past two weeks. I mean, he absolutely bent the Mets over um, in that series that against them. Uh, yeah, he's just been.
1: I mean, he's Kyle Schwarber has been on one of the best streaks in baseball that I've, I've seen really my whole life. I mean, this he's just been, not only is he hitting everything out. I mean, he's, he's hitting like 500 past two weeks. The Nationals are nine and two in their last 11 or something. Yeah. yeah he, would a, he would be a, he would be a great guy to watch.
0: Yeah. I could see Kyle Schwarber. Um, I, I think it was him and Harper in the finals when, yeah, yep. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple others. I I'd love to see, um, you know, someone who I think could, could kind of sneak in there um, because, you know, obviously every all-star team has one representative um, and whether or not they try and work him into the Derby, Adam Duvall. Okay. Yeah. Highly second in the national league in RBIs um, up there in home runs with 16 mm-hmm. um, crazy pop. That guy's got crazy pop um, and having a solid year for the Marlins. Um. So, could
1: be yeah. Randy Arena, maybe too from the Rays. Get mm. him in there too. Maybe. Yeah.
0: I mean, we're we're yeah. forgetting too about um. Uh. Obviously, you know, you can't talk home run leaders without talking about Adolis Garcia, of the yeah, uh, Rangers, no. Rangers. Twenty homers on the year, fifty four RBIs. Um. You know, a great story. He's twenty eight years old as a rookie. Um. But I. I I'd love to see him in the Derby. Um, I think that would be, that would be awesome. Awesome to watch. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, I think if you've got, if you get Tatis, you get Otani, you get Acuna, those three guys to go along with, um, with Pete, um, that I, I mean, whoever else you add in there, you get Gallo in there. That just, yeah.
1: whoever's gonna pull the only thing is show is yeah, you, and you, and you do have to
0: get a Rocky in there. I do think yes. Story or Black definitely get in there. Yeah, I think Trevor Story's got to get in there, for yeah, it. yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I keep forgetting about that. I keep forgetting about the, the Rockies. Do you think Trevor Story <laughs> gets dealt at the trade
1: deadline 100% without a doubt? He already said he's not coming back next year. Yeah. I believe his contract
0: expires after this year. Yeah, um, yeah. No, he's a free agent after this year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, honestly, the Rockies, you know, we, we really, uh, we really kind of, you know, talk shit about them, about how they didn't get much back to the Aaron Island trade, but, um, Austin, I think Gomber is his last name, he's been their best mm-hmm. starter this year. Lefty. He's, I mean, he's looking really good and it's kind of ironic because the Cardinals pitching right now is brutal. So, yeah um, mm-hmm. You know they got some guys back for that trade, but you know they they have to get something back for Story because you know he's a franchise player and and you know they're they're competing right now,
0: but they they need some prospects to start the rebuild here. Um, yeah, no, you're right. And excuse me, I think that the um, I think with with uh, with Story, um. You know he's gonna go. Oh, it's it's interesting because I I had a team that I, um, I, I think the team that needs him the most is the Yankees. Yeah. And I and and the funny thing is I saw a stat today. Um, Jacob DeGrom has a higher OPS than Glaber Torres, or a higher slugging oh. percentage. Excuse me, than Glaber Torres. Which he glabers. Glaber,
1: all uh, right, here's my little two cents on this. Mm-hmm. I think if the Yankees get Trevor Story, defensively it's a huge upgrade. It allows Glaber to go second, and you can put DJ at first and have Void DH. You can figure something out. But I think it takes the pressure off Glaber defensively because yeah. I mean he's not a big league shortstop. And I think the pressure f- for him to play a good defense, it's kind of you know, I mean, it's got to it's gotta be a little bit overbearing. And then oh, I think absolutely. you move him back to second base where he's a good second baseman and it relaxes him. And then, you know, we'll see 2019 Glaber offensively. Um, I, you know, I think and also, I mean, offensively story, adding him to that lineup would definitely help. But I think it would it would really benefit Glaber to kind of take some of the pressure off him.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, you brought up Gomber a while ago, too. And, you know, speaking of the other New York team, I, I want the Mets to to try and make a move um, for him because at this point where their pitching staff is and obviously like what happened with Stroman when he left the game, apparently it's nothing super serious. Um, he just had some some hip tightness or whatever it was that day. And I guess he's he's technically in line to make his next start. But <clears throat> I want to shore up that staff a little bit because now Joey Lucchese, who had a 1.3 ERA in his like previous four starts, now he's getting Tommy John. He actually mm-hmm. just went under the knife, so that all that pitching depth that we had at the beginning of the year is now gone. So,
1: and it, and I haven't really heard much about Syndergaard or Krasso
0: being back soon. So, <clears throat> so Sindergard had the the setback. I guess at the earliest they're expecting him is the end of July, beginning of August. And for Carrasco, I mean, we really don't know. He's starting to look like a Jed Lowry to me where like he may (laughs) never see the field as a Met because no one, I don't know what his injury is. Yeah. Well, they, they need one of them back. Yeah, you
1: get you get a starter at the deadline, and you get one of the two back. Yeah, and then you've got you got your rotation, but
0: um, you need, some, you need some offense too. If you're the yeah, well, that's a given. Yeah, oh, so. for sure. And 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 whether or not that's you know, but the the tough thing is because at the beginning of the year you're like, all right, well, it'll be Chris Bryant at the trade deadline, but I mean. Are the Cubs gonna wanna deal him? Because they're technically in the race for a playoff spot. So Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's that's an interest and honestly, I mean, I off the top of my head, I'm not, you know, I don't know the the top guys gonna be dealt at the deadline besides like story. But yeah, I mean, overall we've talked about this. The league average really isn't that high. There's not that many guys that or at least I don't assume that there's going to be a ton of guys where you go get them. And it's a huge, like, Oh, this dude, 10, 320, It's a huge boost. Right, it's, right. it's more of
0: pieces, I think. But the interesting um, thing that I could see is if, if you're the Mets you go and, and you try and work out a little package deal with the reds. Um, if, if at that point in the season, cause they're, they're still frigging in it too. So are they yeah. going to deal, deal someone? Um, I really don't know. I don't know. You got to. So really the problem is like, you're going to have to start looking at teams like the diamondbacks and the pirates and the Rockies. Like those are going to be get an Adam Frazier type guy from pirates. I was thinking about that too. You know, he's a guy who he just rakes. Um, yeah. you know, I, I don't know what infield positions he plays. I know he's more of a middle infield guy, but if you could play middle infield, you could probably play third, um, which is mm-hmm. what the Mets need. So yeah. But anyways, um, regardless, uh, you know, Lot to talk about today. And uh, you know, I know that, you know, bit of a disappointing note, obviously, with the DNC state stuff. And, you know, once again, our hearts just go out to those players and it's just um just a really unfortunate situation. But um, you know, more fortunately, you know, we are getting, you know, it's we're in the dog days of summer with major league baseball, stuff's getting exciting. Um, you know, this is when you really start to see which teams are where and also what player which players are, you know, who players really are, I guess. Um, you know, and someone like Christian Yelich starting to get hot. We're starting to see the Christian Yelich we know. Um Shohei Otani is just he's a freak of nature now. I mean he's unbelievable. One hundred percent Yeah, and Tatis with three homers last night. That was special. Insane. It's he's he's, he's just,
1: just, yeah. And Machado's getting hot too. Yeah. I got to say Petco park has been rocking oh, lately. Man. That place is going nuts. Honestly, the Dodgers got to be careful because um, you know, the giants don't seem they're pitching staff. They don't seem to be fading away and the Padres nope. have really picked it up. That place has been nuts lately. The Dodgers got to watch out They're I think they're, they're not going to, you know, fall the face of the earth but that division could get a, get away from them a little bit I I do think if they don't start to pick it up a little bit.
0: So here's the thing about the Giants and and I know I said in uh, like episodes ago that I didn't I still didn't think the Giants were going to make the playoffs even though they've gotten off to a good start. They could play 500 ball for the rest of the season and they would be over 90 wins.
1: Yeah, well that's impressive.
0: So I should probably uh,
1: I still try. think that that division I mean, I think those three teams make the playoffs. And the the tough part about it yeah. is like if you think about it, I was thinking about this the other day. If you're the Mets, I mean, you gotta be thinking to yourself, this is but this is great because you win the division. All right, we get the winner of the central. And I mean, yes, if it's Milwaukee, they can pitch it a lot. And but yeah, the Cubs but- like, eh, you know, we're not we'll take that the winner of the West is going to be the one seed most likely. And then you're going to have the two teams play in the wild card and then they play the winner of the West. So you only got to be one of those teams in the championship series. Yeah. So it's a good spot. If you're in the, if you're the Mets, I think, you know, all you got to do is get by the Cubs, the Brewers, and then you just got to beat one of those teams.
0: You don't have to be two of them. You just gotta be one of them. Right. No, it's a, it's a very good point. It's a really good point. It's it. Yeah. That's actually crazy because, Oh, Yeah, I honestly don't. I don't see, like, because I'm thinking about that. I was talking about this with with one of my friends, and you know, when we were at the Mets game, and we were like, you know, the Mets to make the playoffs, like, they have to win the division. They have to, no doubt, no doubt. Are playing right now, and the Padres and the Dodgers are not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, You know, you have to win the division, and that's how it is with the teams in the Central too. It's going to be a three-team. Or really, a f- kind of a f- what is it? Well, the Cardinals are. Yeah. Of, I don't know. I don't know. But the Cardinals are so. They're on paper. They're so freaking talented. I don't know how they're this bad. See, but I don't. I don't think
1: the winner of the Central I still think is going to be an eighty-eight win team. So, yeah, well, yeah, you know, the Cardinals still got yeah.
0: time, but yeah, yeah no, no, the, the no, East I don't, and I don't Central. Think the is the one. Central is going to make any noise in the playoffs. Don't know.
1: The but. only. The only thing I could think about is the Brewers, just based on their pitching. I mean that that's still if Yelich's hot and those guys pitching wise, but yeah, yeah. I mean the the East and the Central's it's the division winner, and that's about it. You're you're not you're not winning even even with the West beating up on each other. I still don't think that somebody takes a spot from the Dodgers, Padres, or Giants. Like it's yeah. just not going to happen. I don't think.
0: No, me neither. And especially like a big blow for the Braves, which I forgot to mention, and I'll mention to wrap up. But. Oh yeah. Uh, Mike Soroka tore his Achilles again. First day out of the boot, unbelievable. Awful. Just, Awful. Yeah. I it's like really just not been their year. That, like, I don't – that's got to be really tough to come back from for a career. Yeah. Ugh. It's so. just – it's really just not been their year at all. No. No, and so. Freed going back on the IL and, you know. Yeah, it's it's just not their year. No, so which is crazy because the Braves are a ridiculous team, but it also hurts when you lose your star player because he decided to be an absolute flaming piece of shit and beat his wife. So, yeah, you know, you did it to yourself. So, that's, I don't that's 100% that true. Sense. Um, yeah. cool. so good rants, but anyways, yeah, um, good stuff going on with baseball. <laughs> great, great way to end there. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh. So, um, you know, we we've been kind of, you know, our schedules have been a little off. We're both busy, but we're gonna we're, we're trying to be more consistent. I know we're bad at it, but um, you know, we'll we'll we're keep working out, going. folks. We are, yeah, we are. Um, how's the summer ball season going?
1: Oh, you know, it's always a good playing summer baseball, man. It's always you know nothing better than summer baseball, folks. Absolutely doesn't doesn't matter the age. It's always nothing better than that. How have you been throwing the ball? Oh, you know, we like to throw the ball. We like to get after a little bit. It's been good.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: uh, I'm not I'm not quite Casey here on television 24 seven, but you know, <laughs> I, like to, I like to get after a little bit, I like to get my uh, get my little burrito and then get on the bump and
0: okay, know, let's, let's get after a little bit. Just chuck mid nines. Yeah. Well,
1: you know that it's all about the see the Chipola in Queensbury is much better than Ithaca. So you okay. get the
0: little fuel and then you're just ready to go. And we're back to yep, and there we go. Well, I actually I had Chipotle. What was say Saturday? I had Chipotle yesterday. Oh, fire me Look, up! I think I, I did too. Chipotle to the news station yesterday, and had it, and it was glorious. Yeah, they well, I mean, you know, you're you're a TV star. You got to have, it. you know, you can't, can I can't. Yeah, you, know, you got to give the talent some fuel. Local TV star, not at all. But anyways, uh, thanks so much everyone for listening. Um, follow us on Instagram as always. We did, I I should address, we did ask a question. um, It was about NC state. And we actually had a really funny response um, from Jack powers who said uh, when I asked, you know, basically just to sound off about it, he just said, let fans play Vanderbilt in place of NC state. So (laughs) that's, um, I'm all for it. Uh, You know, do it happen it's baseball but uh that would have gone poorly uh but thank you for the suggestion and i think that uh ncaa you might want to listen up because jack powers has got some good ideas um but like we said thanks again for tuning in follow us on instagram at infield dirt um you know hit us up if you've got questions if there's stuff you we didn't talk about that you want us to talk about let us know yeah
1: of course, baseball-related or Chipotle-related either. Yes.
0: Or. <laughs> yeah, or Mo's. Or Mo's. We don't discriminate. Or Mo's. Or Mo's, um, yeah. yeah. And I, oh, oh, I didn't even say I ate Chick-fil-A for the first time this week. Oh, how was it? Um, so here's the thing. At the risk of being absolutely slaughtered on social media, I liked it. I thought it was really good.
1: But oh, I wasn't like,
0: I wasn't like – It wasn't the best. I, I had really high expectations because okay. of what people told me. But it wasn't the best thing I've ever had in my entire life. No, I,
1: I agree. No. It's really good, but it's not yeah. mind-blowing good.
0: Okay, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. that's how I feel about it. Bad, like it was like for fast food, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Very good chicken. The sauce is is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I'm like, like people are like Chick-fil-A sauce. Like I drink it. I'm like, nah. yeah. It's good, but it's like, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm maybe we're in the minority, but I'm glad you agree. I think it's good, but it's nothing to yes. You know, I agree. Like the, the closest Chick fil A to me is in Syracuse. Like it's not something that I'm driving to Syracuse. Mm-hmm. And I'm not driving yeah. an hour away to go and get Yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah. Well, the closest I, to me is Plattsburgh, and that's two and a half. So that's we're definitely yeah. not
0: going there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good. All right. Well, I'm glad we agree on that. So, um, anyways, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much for tuning in and, um, yeah, Chipotle for life. Uh, (laughs) That's that's all there is. There we go. Yeah. All right.